my sisters out there who are women of color, let's talk makeup today. You know, choosing the right foundation or the eyeshadow color or a lip color for your skin tone can be tricky. And what's more disappointing is when you meet a makeup, makeup artist who doesn't have the right color in her toolbox to match your skin tone. So today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, I have a really special expert guest who's gonna be talking about makeup for women of color and answering all the questions that my, the audience has on this topic. But also joining us today is another very special guest who will take uh, part in this dialogue so she can ask all those essential questions that everybody wants to know the answers to. But you know the drill. If you want to be part of this dialogue, you're going to have to stick around to join in. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Welcome, Virtual Nation. I'm so glad that you're here today joining us on this very needed topic. Uh, we have had an episode for Waste Up Wardrobe where we addressed hairstyles on camera for women of color. And today we're going to be talking about even a more and a critical topic because I've gotten so many questions about doing an episode on makeup for women of color. So it's going to be very exciting today because we have two really special guests today who are going to be part of a dialogue and help us answer all these pressing questions to get that the color colors uh, for women of color just right when it comes to makeup because sometimes it's hard to do all that color matching. But before I get started, I just want to welcome you. I want to also let you know that we are on iTunes, and so if you are so inclined, go subscribe to the channel and 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 be part of it. And if you feel like it, give us a review and let us know how we're doing on Waste Up Wardrobe. Additionally, we are, of course, on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can catch this show every Thursday live at 3, 1130 uh, Pacific Standard Time and join us for the dialogue on, on in the particular topic we're talking about for Waste Up Wardrobe. So Waste Up Wardrobe is a series of episodes that really helps its audience dominate from behind the desk in this new virtual working world. So think of it as, a, as every episode builds on one another, but it also can be taken one episode at a time out of order, and you can really just isolate the topic you wanna listen to and hear about so that you can dial in your virtual office to really get to that really, um, successful Zoom room. So if you want to learn what colors to wear on camera, we have an episode on that. If you want to know what exercises and yoga moves to do at your desk when you're seated at your desk for eight hours, we have an episode on that. And so today's episode, we are going to focus on makeup for women of color. And before I get started, I just want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso, my producer, who's always here in the production room, making everything work on the show. So thank you for him. And remember, 
drop comments in the box, in the comments box, because and, and ask your questions, because we want this to be a dialogue. This is really designed to give you as much value, as many answers as you possibly uh, can get answered here today. And um, don't be shy. Join in, in the dialogue. So before I get started introducing my guests, I want to just do a general definition of women of color. Not only are African-American women women of color, uh, but also Latinas, Middle Eastern women, and Asian women are also considered women of color. So there really is a huge spectrum of what is considered a woman of color. And so today we're gonna be addressing more of the, you know, the darker, skin tones and how to address that and in the future we'll be doing expanding on this topic and really including a lot more of these different skin tones but today to help us answer some of these essential questions i have a very special um, makeup artist who is a, really an executive makeup coach she is not only uh, an expert at makeup but she's also uh, she coaches her clients on how to care for their skin and she also is an esthetician which gives her such an amazing foundation for being able to speak on this topic so let me brag about her a little bit maggie has been a makeup artist since 2006. she started mags kathy in june of 2012. maggie has worked with brides short and has worked on short films and photo shoots even through, even though Maggie was going to school for theater, makeup is her passion. And in 2012, Maggie became a full-time makeup artist and started her company, Mags Kathy. Maggie is a professional makeup artist, a licensed esthetician, and an executive beauty coach, and and has a diverse group of clients from from working on photo uh, photo shoots and in the branding industry. Maggie lives in Southern California with her husband Ryan and her two daughters Ella and Isla. And so I just want to say good morning to you, Maggie. Welcome to the show again. We've good had you morning. before. Thank you. Good morning. And so today is going to be this dialogue to really answer all the questions we need to answer for the audience today. Mm -hmm. PK is on with us and she's saying hi hey, and PK. she's looking forward to another great episode. Thank you for joining us, PK. Uh, so today, so that we have this really deep conversation, we have invited a special guest who is a woman of color and who will also be giving out and, and really asking the essential questions of Maggie so that we can get those, those real concrete answers mm -hmm. from Maggie's perspective. So allow me to introduce Regina Yeager. She is an international photographer. So she's an entrepreneur in her own right and she understands how important it is for makeup to be right because when she's taking all those those pictures, you know, it's really important to really have really good makeup. So she's also a film curator. Regina Yeager has spent 10 years helping organizations and private companies and high achieving entrepreneurs scale their businesses through film and facelifting their brand perception through capturing high quality images. She has studied under skilled designers, editors, and cinematographers her clients include doctors, membership business owners, fitness companies, and nonprofit organizations. And outside of her work, Regina enjoys traveling, wineries, and spending time with family and friends. So I'd like to say welcome to Regina Yeager. Thank you for being here. Hi. Thank for, hi. Thank you for having me, Christine. This is going to be a really in-depth conversation where we get all these different perspectives on this topic. So thank you both for being here. And we're just going to dive right in. Uh, ladies. So Maggie, I'm going to start by asking you, 
you know, throughout my my career styling uh, women, so many different types, different age ranges, different, you know, very diverse group of people. I noticed, and I noticed how some makeup artists, you know, they they do not have the color palette that is required for some of the darker skin tones and in their toolbox. And I always felt like, oh, it's such a, you know, it, it's such a gap. So, do you have any thoughts on that or any experience with that? Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely something that is an issue. Um, we even see this in the professional world in things like uh, runway. Honestly, I, I'm in so many groups or just in the industry, you know, talking to other people. We see it all the time. Models who are asked to bring their own foundation color because the the professionals backstage don't have the right color for them. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely a problem. Uh, just all around in the industry and uh, has always been something that bothers me. And I know it bothers a lot of women of color. I've spoken to many people who, you know, have either experienced that or see it, you know, in, in a lot of different ways. So it's definitely yeah. a problem. And, and, you know, one of the things that really uh, made me compelled to work with you is just that you have this really deep knowledge, starting from the aesthetics, uh, well, the skin, skin layer mm -hmm. uh, care, and through makeup. It's not, it's, you know, you know the foundation. And I was so impressed to one day, because I saw that gap before, you know, we even got to right. know each other. And I remember you saying, you know, I had this client and she was really skeptical that I might not have her color in my toolbox. And yeah. I surprised her. And so yeah. I thought, that's why you're the perfect person for this. So I just want to turn to Regina really quick and ask, uh, you know, Regina, you're a photographer. You really, you work with a lot of diverse groups of, of women. Do you, have you noticed this problem? Of course, even in your personal life. Yes. Yes, I actually have. Um, there's been times even in my personal life when I've been doing in front of the camera work as well. And I'll bring my own makeup just mm -hmm. for backup just to case. make sure that I'm covered on all, on all angles. And so mm -hmm. it is definitely something that um, when I think about more, I'm like, oh, man, we have to make sure that this is this is taken care of. So, right. Yeah. yeah I, go ahead. Do you want me to? I just yeah, want no. to chime in about the clients because that. Um, go ahead, Maggie. It's just because it is such a problem. I really, it, it's been my goal, almost like always. But it's, it's. I think it should be every professional's goal. <laughs> but in my opinion, you can't really call yourself a makeup artist, like a professional makeup artist, if you don't have the tools to to work on anybody, anywhere, anytime, sort of a thing. So for me, that's always been a huge thing. I I make sure in my kit, I have something for everybody, and I've worked on. I mean, the entire gamut of, of, you know, um, skin tones it's, and that's important to me, you know, because I have seen it so many times, not just in, you know, from other professionals, but from models or even just regular women who are coming in for a photo shoot or something. And, you know, yeah, there has been a lot of times where they're like, Oh, you know, I, my favorite was somebody who came in, sat down and went, you have my color in there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I fight the urge to be defensive at all, of course, because, you know, as professionals, we want to, you know, we naturally want to be, but I'm like, I get it. It's, I, you know, it's, it comes from a real place. So I never, I always try not to be defensive and go, absolutely. I've got you, you know, don't worry about it. And thankfully, oftentimes they are most like surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you are a very skilled makeup artist, but I really was, you know, every time I meet a makeup artist, that is one question I ask because mm -hmm. it really, like you said, it, it really show, is an indication of how professional a makeup artist is. And this is not, you know, this is just 
I think a really good education for women in this industry for them to mm-hmm. know that it's really important for you to have everything covered. It's this just makes you mm-hmm. even more professional and up levels your um, your success in the industry, yeah. right? right? And your reputation. So so um, so you had instances, Maggie, where you've actually experienced somebody that came into you and was a little bit like, uh, I, she's skeptical. Yeah. So how do you handle that? Because, you know, you want to make sure that the client feels like they're well taken care of. Comfortable. Yeah. And that's, that's what I try and do. Like I said, it's really easy to feel defensive, you know, and feel like, Hey, I'm a professional. Of course I do. But I know that that is not the case, you know, all the time. There are a lot of professionals out there that can't do it. And, and in a way I get it, you know, I always say, even if you're the majority of your clientele is very light skin tones, maybe you live in a place where that's just, you know, the majority of people. And, and I get that, you know, are the majority of my clients women of color? No, but I make sure that I can do it anyways, you know? And, and so, yeah, I have had a lot of clients who, who have been skeptical or, you know, you can just tell, you can just tell their attitude. They come in very guarded. Um, even working with other photographers, you know, we've had people, especially women of color who come in and say, um, well, I would really like to bring my own makeup artist in, you know, because they just don't trust it, which again, I get, you know, I have to try really hard not to take that personally and realize that's just coming from their past experiences. So when I do get a chance to work with somebody, even if they are, you know, skeptical, um, I just make it my goal to be like, I totally understand, you know, I, I, I've got you, I promise I've got your shade. I know what to do. Like, don't worry. And, and honestly, most of them are still skeptical. You know, if they come in skeptical, they might feel a little bit like that. But once, you know, once we get all the way through it and they see it, generally speaking, they're pretty excited. (laughs) Well, I I think the outcome too, and the way that they're satisfied really is indication of how professional you are and how you understand this gap and and that there is a gap in this Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. on that topic. So the more we can really be aware of it, the more we can actually resolve it. And, 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 you know, the beauty industry is a very, um, robust industry. So you have to be able to cater to every need in that industry. And there's so many, um, so many, uh, professionals in that industry. So let's start with healthcare. I mean, not healthcare, skincare, because skincare (laughs) is healthcare. Yeah, Uh, I know you are, you know, you it's, you're very um, adamant about how important it is to take care of your skin first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more of the challenges that women of color might face when it comes to skincare, because there right. are some differences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, women of color, regardless of, you know, obviously that's a huge spectrum, like you were talking about in the intro, you know, that, that encompasses a lot of different shades and tones. Um, but on average, you know, the darker skin tones, we're going to be more prone to things like, um, you know, having more oily skin, not so much. Uh, that's, that's like the one that's a, an amazing benefit, right. Is the not going to deal as much with the wrinkles, like mm. hooray for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's definitely a, a lesser concern. It's usually, you know, skin tones are going to be a little bit more probably normal to oily. Um, some people on the, you know, much deeper skin tones going to have more of that oily, um, tendencies. Some people have, you know, varying pore sizes, that's going to be totally different depending on everybody, just like any skin tone, truthfully. Um, So yeah, a lot of times we're dealing with things like the oil production. Um, But the other big thing that I wanted to address is that with 
like let's say professional skincare treatments. One of the things that, you know, darker skin tones are much more prone to is going to be hyperpigmentation, right? So, so dark spots, right? I mean, that makes sense because you already have a darker melanin, right? A darker production of melanin in your overall skin. So of course, when, you know, we deal with things like that, it's going to be darker. So that's something that, um, you know, a lot of women of color face and also something that you need to be aware of for things like um, even if, and when we're talking about slightly lighter women of color, people like Latinas, um, you know, like Indian, things like that, where we could do get that from the sun. Like we have a lot of that issue with um, hyperpigmentation, dark spots on the skin because of sun uh, exposure. So that's something to be aware of. But also in skincare treatments, let's say giving facials and things like that, we have to be really careful with what we're actually doing because we can cause what's called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, PIH, which means we do something, something is damaged, right? And, and women of color probably even see this just on a daily basis. If you, let's say, get a cut, right? Or you have a scar, it's going to probably be darker, yes. right? Mm. So because that's just the way that your body and like your skin is healing, right? You're prone to that darker melanin. So we have to be really careful with things like peels because, or even like laser treatments. I tell a lot of my clients, you know, so many times I'll go see a dermatologist or something and they're like, oh, you should get laser for that. Well, that can be really tricky because you can actually cause more hyperpigmentation because of the injury that you're causing to your skin. So that's another thing that's just sort of, you know, you have to be more careful um, when when we're talking about women of color. Yeah, that that is so um, informative. Like I would have never known with the, you know, just that you can actually cause damage if you're not educated on this topic. So mm -hmm. Regina, have, have you, what, have you experienced any skin type or skincare uh, issues that you want to tell the audience about so that we can, you know, discuss that with Maggie? Right. So I definitely have dealt with hyperpigmentation um, and I've gotten serums that actually help with the, the color, you know, getting rid of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, someone also recommended to me recently to do a chemical pill. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, they were raving about it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. let me do a little bit research just yeah. so I know what I'm getting into and if this is a good fit. And I didn't even connect it to like the darker pigmented right. like skin color. It just was like, let me just do my homework before I sit in the chair. Cause oh, I sat in chairs and I had people scraping my face and I'm like, wait, what's going what on? So yeah, no, that is definitely something that I will consider moving forward with that. And um, just that hyperpigmentation is something that I definitely deal with. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly, you know, putting something on just to make sure that, you know, we're making everything look even. Right. Know, and the, it totally that. depends on the kind of the chemical peel, you know, there are absolutely chemical peels that we can do um, on darker skin tones, but, but there are some that we cannot. So it really kind of depends um, on what the chemical is, what kind of acid we're using. Normally we don't do things like, let's say Jessner's peels, things that are more intense. Those are, we, it's like a combination really of let's say like um, lactic acid, glycolic acid, and like resorcinol. Resorcinol is a really intense, uh, basically peeling agent. So okay. like a peel like that, that's very intense. One where you literally are going to see your skin peel off. Those are a, a lot more um, precarious in terms of women of color. There are some out there that are like, this is great for all skin tones, you know? So it would just really depends what it is. So doing do, your research is always good. <laughs> do you get leery, Maggie, uh, about any product that, that claims to be good for all skin tones, especially when it comes to peels? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There, yeah. The, If there's anything like that, I'm going to probably look into it a lot more and see, 
you know, what is it about that? Why, why is it that it works for everybody? Um, and honestly, there's one out there that I've looked into. It's, it's like a professional treatment. It's only done in a few places. It's very expensive. But one of the things that always intrigues me about it is that they say that it's for every single skin type. And I've seen the before and after pictures on, you know, let's say super, super light skin people, people with crazy acne, people with like much darker skin tones. So that one, like I still am kind of looking into and researching because it just kind of blows my mind. Like, how is that possible? But yeah. 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 So when it comes to skincare, is there, do you have any specific tools or ideas uh, for women of color to just some basics that they really should at the very minimum do? Absolutely. I think every woman, I mean, anybody really, there's their basics, right? You know, cleansing and moisturizing to me is always my basic. Um, as an esthetician, I like to say, I'm not the one who's going to, you know, give you a 15 step plan, uh, unless you want that, <laughs> which is possible. But right off the bat, I usually like to just start people on a cleanser and a moisturizer, like, let's get those dialed in, and make sure we have those really good before we start adding on. Um, so absolutely, same, you know, the same goes for women of color. I think uh, a, a big thing too is exfoliating, exfoliating and moisturizing are huge for anybody, any skin tone, any skin type. Um, but especially let's say we're dealing with things like um, either hyperpigmentation or really oily skin, you know, all of those things can be really helped uh, larger pores by regular exfoliation. So mm. I have a, I have a product that I love and I literally recommend it for everybody. It's actually the product I use when I'm prepping people's skin to do their makeup. Mm. Um, and it's about the only exfoliating product that I recommend for at-home use because it's gentle enough that it's not going to cause anybody issues. Let's say with like women of color, it's not going to make you have darker, uh, darker spots, but it's just giving you a really nice um, exfoliation. You can use it two times a week. It's called Sex Appeal. It's from a company uh, called Sonia Roselli Beauty. And um, Rick's going to put that in the chat for you guys, just so you can have the link to that if you're interested. That's a great thing. Just exfoliating regularly like that, like once or twice a week mm -hmm. is going to be great for honestly, almost everybody, but definitely like the oily prone, you know, all those things. So that's good. And then finding the right moisturizer for you, you know, um, is is going to be huge whether it's a moisturizer or what we would call a hydrator so two different things moisturizer is oil-based hydrator is water-based right so if you are somebody who is much more oily then you're going to want to want something more like a hydrator that's going to balance the skin instead of really moisturizing um so finding kind of finding what's best for you and then it really depends on treatment you know what are you looking to do um are you looking to you know to treat hyperpigmentation, like, like you talked about Regina. Um, cause then, yeah, there are definitely products we can use to, um, one naturally lighten and brighten the skin, things like vitamin C, but there are also what we call tyrosinase inhibitors. Okay. So tyrosinase is the enzyme in your skin that produces, it triggers the production of melanin. So we want a lot of times if somebody's prone to hyperpigmentation, we want to use a product with a natural tyrosinase inhibitor, something like arbutin or licorice root, and those are going to kind of stop or slow down the production of melanin uh, in your skin. So it's not going to overproduce like that. So it really just depends on like what we're treating, what we're, right. you know, yeah. going towards at that point. Yeah, I love that you gave some, you know, basic tools that everybody should do. But, you know, this is because so women are so different. And so and our skin tones are so different and our body shapes are so different. You really mm -hmm. have to have a customized plan, it sounds like. Absolutely. Can, there's some bare minimum things that we can do. Chelsea mm -hmm. is on here and she says she loves this product. I I imagine she she knows you, Maggie, and she uh, is <laughs> and you recommend the product. So uh, yeah. thank you for chiming in, Chelsea, and being on with us. So mm -hmm. Re Regina, do you have um, a, a, 
I mean, I don't know. I just want to ask you, do you have a special skincare um, um, regimen that you follow that you can share with the audience? I do. I do. All right. Good job. So, so proud. <laughs> I love skincare. Like, mm-hmm. love it. Um, so I, you know, start with my moisturizer. It's something that's going to be for more like um, just normal skin. Nothing that is just, it's just going to be a basic gentle cleanser. Um, from there, I go into my serums. So my two favorite serums are my HA serum and my vitamin C serum. Hyaluronic so, acid, for those yes. who don't know what high HA is, hyaluronic acid. Yes, those are my two go-to. And then mm-hmm. from there, I'll go in with a moisturizer that is going to be, ideally, it'll like um, bring my pores together, but something that's going to be light because I mm-hmm. will produce my own oil throughout the day. And then at mm-hmm. nighttime, I add a retinol in. So that's my that's my system, and I love it. And yeah. Well, I, you know, it's so interesting, Regina, is I think the first time I met you at a business conference, somebody complimented you on your skin, or maybe it was me because you do have really very nice skin. And you said, it's my, it's my hydrochloronic acid. I think that's what you said. Hyaluronic. 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 I'm not a makeup, I'm not a skincare expert, but I mean, I I remember having that conversation with you before we even planned to be on a show together with this. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 that's really interesting. And I, I love that you actually are obsessed with, you know, really good skincare because that is yes. really important. It's healthcare. And PK is saying, you know, beware of the one size fits all myth. You know, we, it's like, you know, it's like that, uh, that DVD that, that does everything, right? You, you kind of right. have to have yeah. um, specialized um, things and, and one size mm-hmm. never really fits all. So, mm-hmm. wow, that was a really good conversation on, you know, caring for your skin. I, and I felt like, I feel like that's like really good information. We got two very clear perspectives on, you know, right. yeah. Yeah. One more thing. And I also just recently added sunscreen, um, just to protect from the sun. So that was something that I hadn't done for a recently. while because I'm not always in the sun, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little older. Let's just add that as well into the routine. So, well, and to speak to that, Regina, you know, there's a, I know a lot of darker skinned women who like to, you know, they're like, oh, well, I don't get sunburned. Right. Like I don't, that's not an issue for me. And it's like, well, that may be true, but what you may be prone towards even later in life, if it's not right now, it might be eventually is hyperpigmentation. Right. right. So that's, so that's why like as estheticians, we're so intense about sunscreen regardless, because yeah, you know, that, that may be an issue, even if you don't burn. Right. That's something you need to look at. And, and um, the sun is the number one cause of aging in our skin. So yes. sun damage, yes. number one cause for anybody. It doesn't matter what, what skin tone you are. So yes. sunscreen is always good. Yeah, no, that's uh, real. I mean, that, I feel like this part of the show is really informative because it is a foundation for building on what comes next. And so let's talk about foundation because that I think is one of the hardest thing when it comes to matching that is in fact, I think it's just hard to match it in general, but when when you are a woman of color and you, you know, you're limited in somebody's uh, makeup toolbox, mm-hmm. it can be very challenging. So, um, so tell us a little bit about color matching foundation, um, Maggie, and sort of the techniques for uh, women of color in particular. Absolutely. So the biggest thing when we're talking about foundation is going to be undertone, right? I mean, that's going to be the case for everybody, but I personally think it's even more important for women of color. Um, And our undertones are different for women of color than they are for for lighter skin tones. So undertones are going to be more like red and yellow. 
versus something like yellow and pink. Um, mm. So so the undertones are gonna be a little stronger, yellow or red. Now, I always like to say, if you can't tell what you are, especially as a woman of color, if you can't tell whether your undertone is yellow or red, you're probably neutral. Mm. And um, I think there are a lot of people that are more neutral or at least could pull more neutral. Like maybe you're slightly undertoned red or slightly undertoned yellow, but really it's like very neutral. Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff out there right now about how to, I mean, forever, <laughs> about how to find your undertone. Um, and you can get into the weeds with all of it, you know, different vein colors, different, whether you look good in white or, or cream, whether you look good in gold or silver. But honestly, uh, I think it can be a little bit, you know, it's kind of based on opinion. And so for women of color, I always say, like, if you can't tell if it's like, not like, yeah, for sure, I'm a yellow undertone. <laughs> or yeah, for sure, I have more red undertones you're probably neutral. So that's a huge piece in figuring out your foundation color. Absolutely. Because if you are, let's say, um, let's say you're really, really deep under, uh, deep skin, right? Deep, deep, uh, skin tone, most likely they're going to have more of that red undertone. It's like that really deep, um, almost like chocolatey, you know? And so we have that red undertone for us. It's like, we need to definitely play into that when we're choosing a foundation color. If you go with a, a really yellow tone, that's going to look so weird on your skin, right? But I always like to say, if it's not very, very distinct, you know, right? Like we're not, yeah, for sure I'm a yellow undertone, for sure yeah. I'm a red. Then choosing something that is a little more of a neutral tone is okay too, because it'll kind of pull you warmer. It'll sort of pull you more neutral, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of going, I always say this for, for lighter skin tone people, right? Let's say somebody has a really, really pink undertone. Am I gonna put a super pink foundation on them? Probably not because I don't want to enhance the pinkness, right? I'm kind of trying to match, but also neutralize at the same time. That's the, sort of the point of makeup, right? Is that we're, we're like balancing and neutral, neutralizing some things. So, yeah. so choosing a neutral tone is, is probably always a safer bet, right? Than something that is, you know, really strong one way or the other. Um, but I think, you know, knowing your, knowing your undertone is probably the biggest piece of choosing your foundation. Yeah, no, that is, um, it's so interesting because, you know, most people don't know this. So it's really mm -hmm. cool that you are giving these hints of how to do this. So would you be able to tell, uh, and I'm putting you on the spot right here, Maggie, what undertone <laughs> Regina has, or do you have to actually see somebody in daylight and in the well, right light? Yeah, it's a little hard on camera for yeah. sure. Um, Regina, do you, can you, could you tell me like for sure, don't tell me what you are, but tell me like, could you tell me 100% whether you are red or yellow undertones? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to tell. Cause like on camera, plus she's wearing makeup, right? Like yeah. this yeah. is something that balances you. We look yeah. like, so on camera, I think it can be a little harder. Like right now to me, you just look pretty neutral. I could probably guess one way or the other, you know what I mean? But, but looking neutral is kind of the goal, right? Like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm sort of like a balanced out shade. So what, tell me, Regina, what, what, I'm what yellow. yeah, that's, yeah. I was going to say that, but yeah. you know, well, that's, uh, I, I, I put you on the spot, Maggie, because totally, it, totally. It, yeah, it's, you know, because it's fun sometimes to do that, but I totally understand. <laughs> I mean, when you even were color matching me, you said you want to be in natural light. I mean, that is, you Absolutely. know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. what you, like uh, Regina, honestly, one of the biggest reasons I didn't want to say yellow is because your, your dress is bright yellow. Right. And so I was like, well, I don't know if it's affecting the tone. Right. Or something like that. So, so yeah, there's a, a lot of it for me. If I am color matching somebody, you know, I'm, I'm in natural light. They're not wearing makeup. It's, it's just a lot more um, obvious, you know? 
Yeah. Well, so Regina, tell us a little bit about your experience with foundation. If you have any questions for Maggie, or if you have any thoughts on this topic. Uh, my thoughts really are understanding your undertones are key. Um, yeah. I literally just purchased a powder that I thought would fit a yellow undertone. Everything lined up on the, on the order cart. Mm -hmm. I get it. And I look like red orange. Yeah. I'm like, what happens? Yeah. yeah. I, I love this brand. What's going on? So mm -hmm. really just, you know, understanding your undertone is, is it's huge because everything's going to blend from there and you're going to, and you'll notice it instantly. So. Absolutely. You know, you can see it. Um, another thing, and I might actually be skipping ahead to things I was going to talk about in the future, but one of the things I always say is to like, you know, I like to color match people like right here on your jawline yes. and also on your, on, um, on your chest. Because, you know, we tend to be a different color, uh, any of us, on our face than on our chest. And so let's say I'm wearing a low shirt. I want to make sure it's all it's all blending seamlessly. And especially for women of color, if we're dealing with super deep skin tones, that there's a lot of, you know, variation in color and things like that. So kind of matching the two areas can be helpful in that. Yeah, that's a really good advice. So, you know, what what if you had, I mean, and you talked about hyperpigmentation a little bit. What if you had different, you know, a coloring on your forehead versus other parts of your face? How do yeah. you how do you dress that? How do you even that out? For sure. So um, very, you know, very common with uh, women of color, especially the deeper, darker tones to have sort of varying uh, variations throughout the skin. There's sort of two schools of thought of that from a from a makeup artist perspective. And the first would be to definitely like use two different tones and sort of, um, you know, shade and blend. When we say that, a lot of times we say start in the middle of the face because that's gonna be kind of your naturally lighter area, right, for a lot of people, um, unless we're dealing with things like really dark spots under the eyes or, you know, things like that. But in terms of just general discoloration or like um, different tones in the face, you would start with the, the, the middle of the face, which would be lighter. And then you would kind of go out from there to, to a slightly darker shade. And in doing that, you're almost creating your own highlight and contour, which can be helpful as well, just in doing your foundation. So that can be helpful. What I like to say, though, is the other option, because that first option can be a little tricky. If you're not, you know, if you're not super good at doing your makeup or you're really new to it, that can be a little tough. So um, the other option is just to sort of choose a color that's going to naturally balance between it all, which if you're very differing in color would be, would be tough and you would need to probably adjust. But yeah, if you can find a color that can kind of like pretty much blend into here and pretty much blend into here and pretty much blend into here or whatever, you know, then you can blend it all and you're sort of just evening it all out, right? Giving a balance. Then, you know, you can add a little bit more of a lighter, lighter tone for concealer and you can do some contour, right? You're, you're just kind of doing the building blocks instead of naturally um, doing the different tones of your face based on, you know, with foundation. Yeah. Somebody is commenting here uh, saying that makeup seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it, worth it. it and for the camera. Well, yeah, for camera, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of work, but but there's definitely a lot of pieces to it, you know, and and for no matter no matter what we're talking about, darker skin tones, lighter skin tones, there's a lot that, 
there's, there's a lot of knowledge that goes into it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of science behind it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it might seem like a lot of work, but I think once you have a routine, um, yes. it does feel a little bit more effortless. In fact, I was somebody who I just don't, I did not like to put makeup on, a lot of makeup. I'd put like my blush and my lipstick and I was done. And Maggie, you trained me through your coaching program. And, you know, it seems it's much more seamless now that I have a, a um, you know, a process to go through. So it can be really effortless if you just kind of do follow the steps and the science. So um, Regina, do you, or do you know anybody who's really struggled with that? that sort of different tones in their skin. I do, I do, I do. My sister, Mm. so my younger sister is very, she's very light, but Mm -hmm. she has the different skin tones in her face. And then down here, it's really bright as well too. So Mm -hmm. she's constantly having to buy two different foundations to Mm -hmm. blend and mix and then still runs into the problem with um, in the contour area, like it just being too dark. So mm-hmm. that is a constant thing that she's juggling. And it's been uh, interesting just seeing how she navigates and walks through it to mm-hmm. look her best. So do you have any tips on that, Maggie? For well, her? I would say for her, it's probably going to be about like finding because to me, for people like that, I just think if you're having such a big struggle, if we can find you the right foundation that, which again is, is tricky. And I know that's tricky because I have a lot of either women of color friends or clients who are like, Oh man, I've tried so many different foundations and I can't find the one that works, whether it's the tone that's right or the formula or whatever. Right. Right. So if we could find the right foundation that can be a better match, right. All over. That's, that's what I would say for her. Like, it's going to be easier to try and, and maybe it does need to be a slightly fuller coverage foundation so that it's covering a little bit more of the lighter spots, darker right. spots, things like that. Right. So we're balancing it out a little better. Um, but it is. And, and the other thing about foundation, and this is across the board, no matter what, uh, you know, skin tone you have is the foundation is so personal, right? It is, yeah. you have to go with trial and error. Unfortunately it sucks. Cause when they're expensive, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? But, but it is somebody, something that somebody loves, is going to feel terrible on somebody else. So even if you can find the right color, you know, sometimes finding the right formula for you is, is sort of trial and error. Yeah. Well, I think we're, we're very, it's great that we have a lot of uh, resources out there and people like you that really can educate us on this. So there was a follow-up question saying uh, by the person who's overwhelmed by the the Mm -hmm. makeup saying, what's the first thing you would purchase uh, when you're starting out? Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm doing, let's say a a beauty coaching with, you know, a client or even a virtual beauty deep dive, which we'll talk about later, basically doing a virtual session with a client. uh, One of the things for somebody who's kind of just starting out with, with makeup is I like to keep it fairly simple, something, a a foundation, which obviously is not simple, (laughs) but finding a foundation for them, whichever, you know, and that's going to be based on their skin tone, their skin type, what kind of issues they're dealing with on their skin, all of those things would inform what I would recommend for them. But a foundation, probably some sort of a powder just to, if, if they need that, if they're not super, um, super dry, a blush, I think everybody in the world should be wearing blush, uh, no matter what. And, uh, we could, you know, depending on the shape of your face, depending on what's going on, depending on what you need makeup for, I would probably recommend a contour of some kind from, from there. It's really just like, mascara i mean maybe brows if depending on how your natural brows are you know but giving like a here's where people should start uh without seeing a person or you know kind of knowing knowing what they're 
what they look like, what they're going for is tough. But those are kind of my like building blocks. I mean, that's what I would say is the basic, right? Basic makeup, foundation, powder, contour, blush, maybe concealer if you need it, brows, mascara. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a, a really great step by step, you know, your like your toolbox, your basic toolbox. So let's right. talk about contouring for women of color, because I know that's something um, that you're really great at. You yeah. So <laughs> tell us about that a little bit. Really quick before we move into contour, because I just wanted to mention a few uh in terms of foundation, going back to foundation, the nice thing about foundation right now, you guys, is that we are living in a world that people are becoming more aware of the the gap right in the beauty industry uh, for women of color so thankfully there are a lot of foundations that are coming out now that have a bigger shade range or are more um geared toward towards women of color so that is that is you know awesome um and from there it's really about like i said kind of trial and error testing out the formulas um and finding a color that works for you but i just wanted to mention a few options like a few brands um that you guys can look into or try um, just, just to have, so there's a sort of a new one called, I always mess this up, Uoma, I want to say, or Uoma Beauty. Um, they have 51 different shades of foundation. So that's huge in terms of a foundation line. Um, there's of course Fenty Beauty, which is, you know, newer as well. Uh, they have 50 shades. So, um, awesome in terms of, uh, terms of shade, shade options. We have like uh, Makeup Forever HD, which is a more fuller coverage a little bit, um, but can still feel a little bit light. Uh, they have 40 different shades, so that's great. Uh, Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation is really great for like a more matte. So anybody who needs a, a more thicker coverage and a mattifying foundation, that is a great option. It's a little on the pricier side, but I know a lot of people that love it. They have 56 shades. Um, and then we also have a new line called Flesh. Uh, it's more of a medium coverage foundation. They have 40 different shades. And then it doesn't have a ton of uh, foundation shades, but I know uh, I specifically know a couple of different friends who are women of color who love Becca Cosmetics um, in terms of their actual foundation. They, they love, you know, the shade um, that works for them as a deeper skin tone. So those are just a few things that you can maybe look into. Um, a few things to consider when you're looking into foundation is going to be, like I said, undertone for sure. You know, coverage, do you need a heavier coverage or a lighter coverage? Um, the finish, right? Are you, are you oily? So you want a more matte foundation or are you more dry? You want a little bit more luminous. Um, and then of course, shade and shade range, like we talked about. And the last thing is oxidation. And this is a piece that is uh, big for, for women of color. Regina's nodding her head. So, you know, um, because a lot of foundations oxidize, meaning when they get into oxygen, they turn a different color. So this is something just to be aware of, especially when we're dealing with darker skin tones, we don't want it oxidizing and turning either a darker color or a lighter color or slightly more orange. Sometimes they do that. So that's something, again, kind of trial and error where you just have to like test it out and see if it works. I always recommend like try buying it from a place that you can return it if you don't, you know, if you don't like it. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say is I have the, the foundation line that I use specifically for my kit. So meaning, you know, for all my clients is uh, it's called Face Atelier and it's a French pro brand. And the reason I love it is because it has 12 shades of foundation but they have adjusters. So um, it's only 12 shades, right? But then they have a white, uh, very, very dark meaning. It's like, it's not quite black, but it's very, very dark brown, uh, a red and a yellow adjuster. So the cool thing about that, I always say, if, you're, if you've tried literally all the foundation lines out there <laughs> and you're really struggling, then what you could always do, and this uh, brand specifically, when you order it from the website, you can actually buy little small like um, tester bottles for, for color. So that's kind of great. And they're like a dollar. I mean, you have to pay for shipping, but 
it's worth it if you can figure that out. So if you're, let's say, a really yellow to undertone, right, and you cannot figure it out, you cannot find the right color, that might be a good option for you. Buying uh, that and having that adjuster so that you can adjust as much or as little as you need. So that the, all the links to all those things are in there, um, you know, or not the links, but the just the list of those all those brands I talked about, and then uh, Face Atelier as well, in case you, you know, just need some help looking into some things to start to start a place to start. Yeah, that is great. That's a very comprehensive list. Are you familiar with any of those, Regina? I am. I'm familiar with the majority of them. I have one that I really love right now that yeah, works on camera well, too. It's, it's NARS. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. They have great range of undertones, and then it goes mm -hmm. well on camera as well. And so that's what I've been really enjoying. Yeah, I have uh, somebody Somebody here, uh, Amani, is asking, uh, great tips about foundation. I always wonder the difference between compact and loose powder. We're not talking about this, but, if, but since we have you here, Maggie, can you address that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the difference really is just going to be about, um, it's kind of like the finish, right, or the, or the intensity of it. I like to say a lot of times um, compacts in terms of powder, they can give you a little bit of a heavier coverage. And uh, they can, if you're prone to, let's say, fine lines and wrinkles, or you don't want a heavy foundation, it can be a little bit cakey sometimes. It can be something that kind of packs on, right? And you feel that that um, intensity. So uh, there are definitely, there's compacts that are good. Um, I always prefer to head towards the loose, loose powders. Um, and because you can really, uh, you can be more versatile with them. So you could just sort of lightly dust them on in the places that you need just to, just to cover a little bit of shine. Or you can use something like a beauty blender or a powder puff, like a compact puff, and sort of press it into the skin where you need to really uh, dull the shine and also kind of um, sort of seamlessly like blend the pores as well. So that's why I like uh, a loose powder. And my favorite is actually a Laura Mercier. Um, I don't have this in the in the links for you guys, but a Laura Mercier translucent setting powder or for darker skin tones, they have a medium deep, um, a medium deep shade, which is cool too. So it sort of works the same way as the translucent, like it should blend fairly seamlessly into every skin tone. Um, it's just kind of that easy option for you guys. So yeah, that's, that's the difference between them. I, I love that you gave the differences and why, and, and Manny is joining us. She's a, a regular listener and, and follower of the show and she's joining us from Egypt actually. Oh, so awesome. yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that we were able to answer that question for her. And Marie Keen is here and she's saying my favorite is translucent too. So she agrees. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I want to move on to counter because yeah. it's such an important topic. Tell us a little bit about that with, when it comes to women of color. For sure. So the difference is going to be that when we're talking about contour in general, right? Contour, and this is something that is confusing to a lot of people. Contour is naturally enhancing the shadows in the face, right? The the dem, uh, the dimension in the face. So for lighter skin tones, contour, honestly, in its truest sense, is cool. It's a cool tone, right? Because shadows are naturally cool. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times, you know, we see things like bronzer being used as contour. I actually don't have a huge issue with that because what I like to say is on much lighter skin tones, I actually prefer to warm it up a little bit, right? We're, we're warming up the skin. I don't want to make somebody look like, that's when we make them look ghoulish, right? <laughs> like, oh, are we trying to make you look dead? No. So, <laughs> um, so we, we can bring it a little warmer and kind of warm up the face. So you could use something that has a little bit more of a, of a warm tone, an orangey tone. Um, for women of color, it's not so much the difference between a cool and a warm shade. It's more, again, those undertones, the difference between a more yellow 
and a more red. So, you know, in my, let's say my contour palette, which of course I don't have with me right now, but there's, you know, the different powders, they all have different tones. You can see, you know, one is much more like orangey yellow and one is much more orangey red. So it, it really depends. Um, there are also, you know, there are ones that are more like a neutral tone. The only issue that you have to be careful with when we're talking about uh, darker skin tones, especially, is that we don't want it to look ashy, right? That's the main issue for so many things when we're talking about women of color. Amen, right, Regina? <laughs> like, <laughs> so we never want it to look ashy. So that's why I say with women of color, especially leaning towards the more, um, you know, the more warmer tones is always a good idea, because then we're not going to have that issue of it looking gray, pulling gray or looking ashy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the biggest, the biggest piece for that. <clears throat> so there is a difference when it comes to contour color uh, in the different skin tones. And I, I would have, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't know. And that's why I wanted to ask the question, Regina, you were nodding your head when she was talking about that. What, what were you thinking? Yes. Looking ashy is, that is like a big, big thing for people of color. Yeah. Like it'll, you look like you got bruised or it just looks off. It yeah. doesn't blend. And so that is like, I would say like a number one thing when it comes to for sure contour and just makeup Blush, as a eyeshadow. Whole. There's all the pieces really. Yeah. It's like, if it's a huge thing, we want to make sure we're not getting, you right. know, pulling, pulling gray. Yep. Yeah. So let's move on to blush because that's yeah. the next really natural step here because we're talking about this. Tell us about the blush um, and color <laughs> for that. Yeah, so here's the interesting thing. Um, when we're talking about darker skin tones, I have some colors in terms of blush that or some guidelines that a lot of people are really shocked by. Um, and so when we're thinking about blush uh, for really deep skin tones, right? So very, very deep skin tones, using something like a really vibrant red is actually a good option. Now I've literally showed my like blush to let's say a client. I actually um, just had a, a very deep skin tone to client and I showed, I was like, can you believe I'm gonna use this on you? And she was like, what the heck? I would never buy that for myself. It's literally like the color of Christine's Waste Up Wardrobe logo, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. And um, so the thing about that tone for something, so for, for a skin tone who is really, really deep is that it's gonna give that natural enhancement of like the flush, right? When you're a really deep skin tone like that, you, you're not flushing pink. That's not happening, right? Like, mm -hmm. so if we use a lighter color or dustier, more like light pink or a milky tone, it ends up again, looking ashy. We don't want that mm -hmm. on the skin. We want that nice, like vibrant uh, flush to the skin. And something like a, a matte is a really good option, especially with those deeper skin tones, because we do tend to have that sort of shine, right? So anything with shimmer or, or shine is just going to add to that. We don't want that as much. So a matte red, it sounds weird. I know <laughs> it is, is really beautiful. It just gives you that natural flush. So, um, my, like one of my favorites, and I actually love NARS for blush. They're one of my favorites with blush. Um, so I have a couple, like I, I'm going to tell you guys the colors for the NARS, just as an example for you to look at. So, uh, for that one, it's exhibit a is NARS blush. Um, it's a very vibrant matte red and it's beautiful. When we're talking about darker skin tones, so let's say like Regina, right? We we have that dark uh, skin tone, but we're not in those in those categories of really really deep. Using something like a more terracotta or kind of that brick tone is really pretty because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it kind of adds that natural looking like warmth and depth 
right to the to the skin. So a great uh, option to look at is NARS um, uh, Taos, T-O-A-S, Taos. Um, it's kind of a, a beautiful sort of bricky like red but it's got a little fleck of like gold in there so it kind of brings that warmth in so that's a really good option and I always say when we're talking about blush like especially for women of color heading towards the warmer tones always a better option right because mm -hmm. um because it's giving you that that warmth instead of pulling gray right we don't want right. that then when we're talking about medium tones, now this is, you know, it's impossible that the gamut of medium tones, right? It's huge from Latina, Indian, like we talked about all those things. Um, but a lot of our medium toned uh, women tend to have more of that kind of yellowy or olive skin tone, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what happens is that that can easily look like more sallow, things like that. So, so we want to kind of cancel out or even out the yellow tones um, and even, even evening out redness uh, and like, pulling in kind of that that cool rose sort of color so <clears throat> excuse me we want something that's really dark and rich in color like bold in color might meaning pigmented but it's sort of that rosy tone because it's going to even out the sort of yellow and more olivey tones from the skin and be more you know more more of that that blush that flush that we want so a good option to look at for that is nars um amour it's a great sort of like rosy very pigmented tone. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing with blush. That's my, that's my three general categories for like deep, darker and medium in terms of women of color. Um, obviously there's a ton of variation in that, but with blush, honestly, I mean, even in my kit, I have literally like six blush colors because I've found the ones that sort of work on a lot of different people. Right. So they can be kind of more universal depending, um, yeah. but going with warmer tone, always, always a good option. So you want a war, you know, you want a war, it's like neutralizing where yeah. you're at. Yeah. And warming and, up the skin. And we have those in the comment box. We've put yeah. those names of the NARS products that you talked about in the, mm -hmm. in the comment box for people to reference, because I'm sure it's going to be, uh, people are going to ask again, uh, mm -hmm. Regina, what, what are your thoughts on, on blush and what Maggie said? Well, I am going to go buy a new blush today. I want to try that out. I've never, I see where you're coming from with the red mm -hmm. for the deeper um, mm -hmm. skin tones. And mm -hmm. I want to try what you just recommended for my skin tone and, for sure. and look at that. So that I learned something new. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a lot, a lot of uh, women of color. I've had a ton of clients and stuff who, who don't use a blush because they maybe can't find something that they love or feel like looks, you know, blush should make you feel like you look alive, right? Like you look like yeah. bright and sunny and happy. And so right. if you are choosing the wrong color, especially for women of color, like I said, you're going to pull more ashy. It's not, that's right. not doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I can see that, that, that deep red that you're going for on darker tones would really pop and give you that, that sense of like you're blushing, which is, yeah. you know, we want to have that natural beauty mm -hmm. look. Right. So I can see that. So how about eyeshadow? Let's talk about eyeshadow a little bit because, you know, that, that there's color problem, you know, you can cause a lot of problems mm -hmm. or just not look like you want it to look if you don't pick the right color for your tone. Absolutely. And it goes back to everything we said before about the, you know, ashy tones. Um, mm -hmm. It's really hard again with eyeshadow in that same vein. So one of the things, obviously, like trying to pull more warm, always better. Um, the other thing that's nice, though, and kind of fun, I always say for women of color is like you guys can pull off the coolest colors, like not cool in terms of temperature, <laughs> cool in terms of like they're so awesome. Right. Um, because we have we can use those really pigmented fun. I like to say like 
go with the sparklies. I mean, Regina's pulling it off right now. Totally. Right. Like (laughs) she's got it. Yeah. You got the glow girl, but like that's, we can do that. Right. Because we want that more vibrant tone and especially for pulling more warm, which again, you could see on Regina, she's doing that. She's got the goldy tones, right. And they're kind of bronzy. That's great. It's, it's that warmer tone that we're pulling towards. Um, so I always say like, you guys can also pull off these amazing fun colors. Not that like lighter skin, lighter skin tone people can't, but I'm just saying like, um, go with the jewel tones, you know, this beautiful, like teal turquoise like uh purple like these fun things you can just like swipe a little bit on the lid and it can be really fun um so i actually have a couple different like two favorite um eyeshadow brands specifically for kind of that more shimmery tone more more pigmented shimmery tone um if you want to look up makeup geek makeup geek has uh really great foiled eyeshadows and they are like sparkly, you know, very, very pigmented. Um, So they look beautiful, especially like their jewel tone ones. They're really fun. Uh, The other option is Visart. I can never remember if that's how you say it or not, but Viseart, Visart, whatever. And we're going to put those in the comments. Um, Visart is actually like, we use it a lot as professionals. And the reason we love it is because it's so pigmented. Um, It goes on really like strongly, which I know can be scary if you're just playing around with with eyeshadow for the first time but honestly we want that and again you want to pull towards those warmer tones if you're looking at an eyeshadow palette and it's got a lot of cool tones the more gray don't just say no you know (laughs) pull away from it i even have a client who is you know um she's latina she's what we would call more of that medium skin tone right and when i was working with her on beauty coaching i had to tell her i'm like so many of these eyeshadows because she had a million of them in her kit she's like so i said so many of them are pulling gray do you see that like you she never realized it about herself right before but she was like oh my gosh you're right like so often i feel like i look gray and i didn't know why it's because like all of those shadows even her concealer and things were pulling gray so we want to make sure that you're sticking to the warmer side of things for sure even if you're going with neutrals or like a matte color neutral i mean uh warmer tones is is better for that and the other the other eyeshadow i love is mac i love mac eyeshadows i've always used them in my kit they're great for a lot of things but in terms of you know that really pigmented like bang for bang for your buck <laughs> glitter uh, makeup geek is, is a great option but also look at busy art so so I have two questions. One is about, so when you're picking eyeshadow for somebody who has a darker skin tone, mm-hmm. you, you stay away from pale, like like you said, ashy, pale colors, right? Because for I sure. Mean- and let's say, let's say you are, you want like a highlight color. So, I mean, Regina is a perfect example right now. Sorry, I'm just going to talk about you. <laughs> um, but you know, she's got her highlight color right underneath the brow. So when you're choosing a color like that, or let's say even a highlight, you want an actual highlight to put on your, on your face. You want one that's more warm, right? Stay, stay away from like the white cream, like really white creamy tones or gray creamy tones and go more towards like the beigey right? Like the warmer tone of that. Um, even like champagne almost can be a good option. Mm. Um, I have a, like in terms of highlight, I love Becca cosmetics as they, they, I don't know if they're reformulating or what they're doing, but they used to have like a skin perfecting liquid kind of a thing. And they had that in like an opal. Okay. It's like a sort of a champagne warm. Do you love that? Yes, totally. So that's a great option on women of color because it's that warmer tone, right? Instead of being like white, gray, we don't, we don't want that. So, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's an, something you have to keep in mind when you're choosing like the really light tones, there's nothing again, you know, not a problem with that. You want a highlight color, but we need to make sure we're choosing the more like yellowy, warmer 
you know, warmer tones for that. And how about sparkles for the camera? Because I know that's something that I don't really like seeing really on camera because it can be very distracting. Do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, I think it depends. Uh, I mean, sparkles. Yeah, I'm I'm generally going to say sparkles are hard to pull off uh, unless we're doing, you know, a photo shoot that's specifically for that or something like that. But for video, you know, let's say it's something like this or for camera in general, shimmer, always a better option than let's say sparkle, right? Because it's giving you kind of that natural. I mean, again, using Regina, (laughs) but she has a shimmery tone on her eyelids, right? It's beautiful. It's giving you that kind of pop that you want that that definition and a little bit of like color and excitement but it's not um it's not distracting right it's not like so so that's always what i say you know stay away from glitter sparkles and stick more towards like the glow shimmer yeah and the reason i asked because i was looking at regina and i love how she has uh done her eyes and it looks so Mm -hmm. pretty and it just looks like the light is like resting down on her eyebrow area uh and so i wanted to make that comparison between what she is doing yeah. In comparison to somebody that, you know, wants to put like something that really shines and that's probably not appropriate for the camera or even in photos because it right. can be very distracting. Okay. So as we near the end, I just mm-hmm. wanted to ask, you know, we always wrap up a waste up wardrobe with our week, uh, waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up. But before I go there, uh, I know you have a very special gift for the audience, Maggie. So can you tell us what that is? And if you are interested and you're on right now live, go ahead and put hashtag makeup and shine in the chat box and Maggie tell us what it is yeah you guys are gonna get a virtual beauty deep dive with me so these are hour-long zoom sessions basically where we are going through everything we're talking about your skincare how you feel about your skin what's going on with that Uh, I'm gonna sort of make recommendations or changes if I can for your skincare Um, then we're also gonna go through your whole makeup bag so kind of see what what you have what you're dealing with if there's anything that's not working for you um, that I can make new recommendations for, or, you know, help you throw away stuff. Sometimes that's part of it, <laughs> helping you purge a little bit. Um, but basically we're just kind of giving your, your, your skincare and your makeup, a little beauty reset. Um, and so, yeah, you guys are going to get that today. Um, if you're watching live and you put in the hashtag makeup and shine. Yes, that's awesome. That is, I, I'm going to say that's an invaluable like hour with you. I mean, you are so knowledgeable. It's so, I, 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 I hope a lot of people take you up on the offer. Um, so one thing I wanted to also say is if they want, if people want to just get connected with you, Maggie, um, how do they reach you? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is just going to be to send me an email. You can email me at maggie at magscappy.com. Um, and then, you know, you can talk about anything from, because like Christine said originally, you know, I, I kind of run the gamut in terms of coming in to see me for a facial, uh, doing something like virtual skin coaching. So no matter where you are in the country or world, uh, I can work with you on your skincare. Something like executive beauty coaching, where I work one-on-one with women to help them learn how to do their makeup for any occasion that they need. There's different packages for that, depending on, you know, which, uh, what, what you need, really what your needs are for makeup. Um, or yeah, having, having your makeup done or something like that. So there's a lot of different, a lot of different reasons. Uh, that you could, you know, potentially want to work with me. But yeah, send me an email. It's in the comments section now. Yeah. And Regina, do you have any final questions before we get to the wrap up uh, for Maggie or any comments that you want to put out there? Um, I First of all, thank you, Maggie. I learned, I took away yeah. some things that I do <laughs> go and try out. I'm excited. I love this yes. stuff. I do have a question. If let's say someone went, like they wanted to go like more light, right? Mm-hmm. Um how could they blend that out just to make it kind of flow uh, 
on their eyes a little better. So let's right. say I have like a like a light pink that I like to mm-hmm. use. Like I'm mm-hmm. going for like more of a natural look, more calm. Okay. But mm-hmm. I want to like like blend it so I don't look ashy, but it still looks nice. And there's a little bit of pop, not too much, but it just right. looks like beautiful. Yeah, I would say there's there's probably two options for that. One is that you could use like let's say just take the color and put it on you know put it on your lid with a little bit either your your finger or a brush and then use like a, a fluffier brush like a, a bigger fluffier brush to sort of just blend out the crease a little bit so you're kind of like naturally blending it or fluffing it right I like to do the crease either like in I like I call it little like windshield wiper movements right or like little small circles right like that's right. so that's how you're getting that blend right so I would do that um just to and that would be like super simple right super easy you just kind of put a color you could choose, truthfully do that with any color right you could do it with your gold you could do it with that light pink teal for all you know like anything fun um and kind of just give it a little blend so it's sort of seamlessly blending into the rest okay. um of your skin but you or of your eyelid but you don't have to add another color that may may pull ashy right you know we don't want right. that if you're having an issue with the color itself looking ashy, let's say the pink, you don't want to blend it as much, then I would say put a little bit on your lid, right? And then mm-hmm. use like a really warm tone, slightly dark, like almost skin tone, but slightly darker. Okay. Um, that's very warm. So let's say even a contour color, right? It's kind of okay. that idea. You're kind of adding that contour and do that for the blending so that you're kind of um, you're kind of blending out the color, but you're you're pulling in that warmer tone, that darker tone okay. to offset anything that's looking ashy right pulling ashy so those would be kind of my two my two options for that yeah i think ladies you should talk and i think uh, i (laughs) I think regina should take advantage of the hashtag makeup and shine but we would it be okay uh maggie if we left um because a lot of people listen to this on replay if we gave to the top three people uh, who put uh, makeup and shine in case somebody listened to the to the replay and wanted to take advantage of that yeah, okay. let's say the first three people when you're watching the replay uh, or listening to the replay, first the first three people to put in makeup and shine for there. Yeah, you can you can get the virtual BDD five as well. Yeah, that, that is awesome. Thank you so much. It's such a generous um, commitment of time for you. And I know that I mean you've learned so much in just the show. I can't imagine if you're working one on one with somebody. So really quick before we get to the wrap up, Regina, how can people reach you if they want to learn more about your work, your photography, and um, the work that you do? Absolutely. You can email me. It's Regina at reginalandvisuals.com. Yeah. And I look forward to connecting more with you ladies. But before we close the show, Maggie, give us the main overarching takeaway for the audience. For sure. I think the takeaway for you guys is undertones, right? That's the biggest thing is know your undertone, red or yellow or neutral. um, And then use that when you're going into, you know, choosing any of the shadows. And tips uh, that people can just put right into action. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about proper skincare, uh, you know, making sure you have that down correctly, finding your right foundation, which is going to probably include a little bit of trial and error, right? So using your undertones and choosing from there, Uh, the contour and blush, always pulling more towards that warmer tone uh, and warming up the skin instead of looking ashy. That's always good. And then of course, you know, fun colors on the eyes that are again, pulling warm, but you know, don't be afraid of, of playing with those bold, vibrant colors as well. And I love how you listed all those tools for the audience. I mean, that is a, just a wealth of knowledge and a lot of uh, great products there. Um, I, I think that was an exhaustive list of tools. Are there, is there anything you forgot to, to add to that? Um, uh, you know, we just added one more because we didn't talk a ton about lipstick, but I do have a uh, sort of my favorite neutral tone for darker skin tones. It's called Verve. It's by MAC. 
Um, and it's one of my favorites for women of color as like kind of a neutral because it looks really beautiful on a lot of different skin tones. So that's something you can check out. The other thing is um, a really great lip balm that I love. And it's kind of funny, but it's uh, by Dr. Lip and it's called original nipple balm for lips. It's actually literally lanolin. So don't use it if you're vegan um, or allergic to lanolin, but um, yeah, it's, it's really fantastic at healing or any, like if you have chapped lips like that. Uh, so I always have it on hand. I use it on clients. If you have a crack in your lip, use it the next day, it'll probably be a little bit healed. So that's really helpful and great. If you have that, so many um, women of color have this beautiful natural tone of their lips. Um, so if you just want to sort of enhance that, you don't really need to put a color on it. You just want to enhance it with a little gloss. That's a great option to just kind of give a little, uh, bomb. So everything else is listed in the comment section, lots of examples and, and product options. And then those, those as well. Remember, put hashtag makeup and shine in the in the comment box if you want to take advantage of Maggie's offer here to sit with you and really give you a personal custom hour of her time and really get, you know, dive deep into your makeup. Uh, Last thing, I like to think of action items as something that will put people right into action. They don't have to do a lot of work to do it. Like, can you give us one or two action items for the audience so they can really just, and maybe even for Regina, just to go and do yep. it and um, get started? Yeah, my two things are going to be one, figure out your undertone, right? If you don't know already, Regina already knows she's yellow. <laughs> if you don't already know, try and figure it out, you know, get off the camera and try and look at your skin, look at your hands, your arm, try and figure out if you are red or yellow undertones, or if you're more neutral. Um, also, if you are, you know, a woman of color, and you're watching this, I would love for you one of the best things to do would be to go through all your makeup and throw away anything that's not going to work, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's such a big problem that we have, we spend so much money on makeup and skincare and stuff. And I don't know how many clients I work with, especially as beauty as a beauty coach, where, you know, they're like, Oh, my gosh, I haven't used this in two years, I don't really know if I like it. And I'm like, we'll throw it away. And they're like, well, but, you know, throw it away. It'll feel so much better. I promise. So throw it away, especially for women of color. If there are things that you immediately look at and you go, oh my gosh, that's what she was talking about. That color pulls gray. Yeah. throw it in the trash girl yeah. so that's my two action items for you <laughs> i love that that's like clearing your closet same idea mm -hmm. exactly ladies thank you so much for being here today i really enjoyed our conversation i i've learned so much about myself and about women of color and makeup and the challenges and i'm just so much more so grateful that you both are are in you know uh, up leveling my show by being here so thank you again for joining me and there you have it the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap-up you know Join us next week as we continue the conversation on Waste Up Wardrobe with another episode on specifically talking about how to lead a team remotely in a successful way. You know, we're all working virtually now, but as a leader, how do you become an effective leader when you're having to do it through the camera? So join us next week, same time, same place, so that we can have a conversation around that and invite a friend. Mm -hmm.